Nah, All right, let's get it. Yo, what's up? It's the Wild Nutters Podcast. Your boy, Dane. What's the deal? It's your boy, Hey, we in the building. We're here. Episode 13. That's a special number. If you know anything about numerology, I ain't gonna school y'all, but yeah, 13 <laughs> is, a, is a number. Of, <laughs> 13 is a number of transformation. You know what I'm saying? The, the caterpillar has become a butterfly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't know nothing about that. But this man is over there digressing. I'm high. How's everybody doing today? It's Reese. What's going down? And we got the special, special guest. I'm back again. Back again. Back again. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mr. Jeremy Jackson's in the building. How you doing, bro? Well, good, man. Good. Glad to be back again. We got residency yeah, here. You came, came good time. We got a lot to talk about today, man. Seems yeah, like it's man. been a pretty active week. So we're going to get started to it. So let's just let's jump into what we're going to talk about. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it, y'all. Uh, current events. We're going to talk about Kanye a little bit, see what he's going on in church house. Um, <laughs> Christian House of Praise, Kanye. Of course, uh, our condolences uh, for the Fort Worth shooting. Definitely going to talk about that in our current events. Then we're going to switch over to Conscious News. We're going to talk about the Joker movie as well as Wale's interview on The Breakfast Club and just in relation to mental health. And then our main topic is going to be, is college still worth it? I don't know. Looking at my student loans, we going to see what's up. Mm. <laughs> is college affordable? We're going to chop it up, put some pros and cons on both sides and see where we at. But let's get started, yeah. man. Let's Without get right to it. Ado, let's get so right to Kanye it. Kanye West, man, and his homecoming uh, celebration. Everything's doing with the churches, man. What y'all think? So, yeah, Kanye is uh, doing some promotions for his gospel album, which is being released pretty soon. So he's been visiting churches in the South. And, uh, you know, what better way to get in front of some young millennials than to go to the Mecca, as they call it, Howard University Homecoming. Uh, now, <laughs> this whole thing just don't sound right, man. Kanye, Kanye has made some statements, you know, before this when he was in Utah. You know, when niggas go to Utah, you can say certain things when you go to Utah. <laughs> you know, he kind of doubled down on a lot of other stuff he was saying earlier about the Republican Party, slaves. And you know, just Kanye shit. Ain't nobody <laughs> asked you about that, man. Ain't nobody <laughs> asked you about slavery. We don't care. What do you say Ain't about nobody slavery? got time for that. Music. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what do you say about slavery? You don't read. That's all I don't understand. Book. Somebody that don't read, like actively don't read. Trump don't read. He, well, I mean, that's he, another okay. Yeah, <laughs> he hold office, most powerful position in America. Amen. He don't read. Essentially, what he did. Okay, like you know how you had Beyonce, like. Uh, and and Jay Z like supporting Hillary Clinton, mm. he's kind of like low key doing that for Trump without like saying it. He's kind of like doing that for Republicans. Well, he's doing it, saying? saying it though. Yeah. What I heard, I, I basically co opting the black audience, making her making it more palatable, making Trump palatable. Yeah, that's kind of like what he's doing because you know he'll he'll come in, hit you with the music, and then oh Kanye say a couple words. Mm. When Kanye open his mouth, mm. he's yeah. gonna say some Kanye shit. And then you be like, oh, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the, the disturbing part is we knew what Kanye was about because he had made some statements. Okay, because you might have thought, okay, he just on his church stuff. He ain't he ain't on none of that other nonsense that he was saying about the Republican Party or, or slavery. Or no. <laughs> he went to Utah and he doubled down on all that nonsense he was saying. And it really kind of made his tour kind of look disingenuous and it kind of just made everything be like so much that the, the church in Atlanta where he went gave the money that the donation that Kanye gave to the church he gave it to Morris uh, Morris Brown College no here to Morehouse Morris Brown College Morris Brown College yeah he, he gave it away I don't know how much it is he didn't say yeah. He was like, yeah. Just because he didn't want to be affiliated yeah. associated. He didn't with want to be down with Kanye. Like, what his antics. Yeah, Kanye. So he he, to HBCU. I got I to gotta give it up to that brother. Kanye put on church. Like, he, he one of them churches where, you know, you just stay for praise and worship. And you go when the preacher get up because you know it's going to be garbage. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you ain't even pay no tithes? Yeah. Nah. You ain't pay no pastor love offering. Hell no. 
So that, that kind of has me skeptical of like the whole reason why he's doing this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all listened to T.I. Uh, expeditiously when he was talking to uh, Killer Mike and they went to uh, Jamal Bryant's church and Kanye was supposed to be like a guest act there. Yeah. Uh, during that service and he was like it was just a con game it was pretty much it's like we feel like there's uh, $10,000 that we could gain you know we feel like we get there you start doing that in church I was like look man I'm about to get out of here because y'all are tripping <laughs> he got churches with ATMs lined up and stuff against the wall it's just nah, like you know it's about Creflo Dollar man he need a plan <laughs> you know what it's about in that church game man well I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed I'm disappointed that Howard even let him come to be honest uh I feel like he he made those statements and I feel like it kind of reinforces the belief that if if you entertain black people, we'll forget. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And right now, the stuff he's saying and spewing out his mouth is really just not in the betterment of, 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 of your student body. I don't think it's really in alignment with your values. Yeah. So honestly, a lot of the HHU staff was like, they not like they're not down with that. And these are like the cream of the crop of, of us. Like it's just really weird that that was like, you know, allowed. Kim K was there, you know, it was just like but at this point, you should know me, though. It's almost that's like what I'm saying. come on, you need to do recon work. You know his whole trajectory throughout, you know, him coming back into the fold ever since he uh he didn't do that concert in Dallas. I actually had tickets to that concert too. Um, where he just stopped me. Yeah, I got a refund. Ooh, I was glad. Boy, <laughs> I lost all that money. <laughs> but now nah, you should you should do recon work. They know that Kanye is gonna be out here acting up and stuff like that. And he's looking for like a a, a spotlight moment, you know, in everything that he do, because it's all over social media. It's a TMZ hit. And of course he associated with the Kardashians. You know that um, Oh yeah, it's gonna be an episode. You know that the uh the mom is like facilitating and running everything when it comes to you know him getting out there in front of everybody. And it's just all you need is a dope 808 and get a good beat behind him. He gonna he's gonna keep the crowd going. So it's just you know, it's sad, man. I don't I don't I don't I'll be honest with you, I don't listen to Kanye no more. Nothing. I haven't listened to no Kanye music in a long time. Not at all. Much he ain't saying that I'm, just, I'm not supporting this man just because his views are just ain't having. Yeah. Not in the mood to. And I really don't want to hear this crap that he's doing right now. I mean, he made me sound bad. I'm, I'm calling the crap. This man trying to do a gospel. Yeah, but what 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 is his true intention? So no, exactly. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I did not know he was trying to do a gospel. I just thought he was out there just trying to rock the crowd. On a Sunday, and now it's not even on Sundays he do it. It's just he's just out there just doing it, man. Like so, and then he, he goes to Howard of all places. I mean, to do this at the end of the day, we have no issue with him doing gospel. We have no issue. No, I don't. I really don't care. I really don't care. I have no. The devil's doing gospel work. I have no issue with him doing gospel. I have no issue with him giving up rap music. It's just when you do it under the auspices, trying to make it be very clear in your intentions. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, yeah, don't act like you're doing something and then do something else, huh? Yes, he says he's not doing any secular music anymore. So I want to see how he feel when he he get awarded for his album and it don't go platinum. No, he, he still gets uh, secular money from the residuals that every uh, every time you get a stream or something like that. Then you really right. about it? Stop that money. Gospel albums don't go platinum. Stop that secular money. Franklin Murr or something like that. So when his album don't go platinum, he's gonna be upset. Be one more thing, he's gonna go crazy about. That's what I'm saying. Don't get ghastly, man. I, everybody out there, like he can say one thing, but the true intentions of a person, you let them. They'll show you when they hit their pocketbook. Stuff like that. You start taking money away, absolutely uh, away from him. He he'll start singing a different tune. He's, he might not be doing no more secular music, but he gonna get some more money from that secular music. We gonna take the money away from Kanye. He been doing all this ignorant stuff. He's still getting gigs. Look at this. Yeah, you know, but oh, you know, that's why but that's what I'm saying. Stuff like that, man. Yeah, like authentic. Okay, okay. So let's talk about that because <laughs> that's 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 one thing that I was disappointed in. That's really the larger point. Why haven't we canceled canceled Kanye? And it really bothered me. It really bothered me. But they was like, even like DJ Envy, uh, Charlemagne, they would be like, they would be like, I'm still rocking my Yeezys. And I'm just like, okay, if you bought your Yeezys already, cool. Yeah, yeah. If you bought them, you know, if you had, the, if you had the Gucci's already, okay, you bought them already. I don't expect you to like turn them in. Yeah. 
But well, why not? You giving it up though, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I just I just feel like people justified still supporting him. And I'm like, that shit's whack. Like if 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 I found out that um somebody did you wrong, I'm not I'm not fucking with you. I'm not yeah. fucking with that dude who did you wrong. Mm-hmm. If I find out that, uh, you know what I'm saying, somebody that I know put hands on a girl that I know, you know what I'm saying, he's canceled. Right. That's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a partner. I got a partner. Remember last you know, time you got into your uh, partner, you snitching yeah, stuff. No name. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm the king of hand Can you tell this story? <laughs> Damn. Don't do it. Can, I tell Can you even tell this story? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to text him. Think about it for Can I text him without no name? Say. Yeah, there's no name. No names. This man. You got to protect the innocent. This man, nah, I can't tell it. I can't tell you. You can tell it, but you can't <laughs> use name. The last time you did use a name, so we had to edit it. This man probably sitting at home right now, like. Long story. Long story short. Hey, me, 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 and you. Hey, we need to go. We need to go to the clinic. Right, can you go to the clinic with me? Can you go to the clinic with me? I'm scared to go to the clinic. Why are you scared to go to the clinic? Okay. <laughs> we both got the same thing. Mm. Now, what did that mean? Y'all messing with the same person that y'all shouldn't be messing with. <laughs> Okay. Hey man, what's, what did you be like? Hey man, I need you to come to cleaning with me, man. I'm scared to go. I mean, <laughs> when I found out he did that to my partner, he was canceled. You feel what I'm saying? Like he was done. He was done. No, yeah, he should be. But I'm saying, my point is, when you do something wrong, when you do something wrong, <laughs> I get it. We good? Did I did I go to did I go to? Nah, nah, nah. You good, man. Wait, but do you think so? Do you think it's just because that's direct contact, though? So like you, you know personally because we don't no, know Kanye personally. I just not know like Gucci's like when I see people with Gucci now, I'm like, why are you wearing Gucci? Because uh, like you, you, you did something wrong, like you gotta be like, come on, man, I ain't fucking with that dude no more. Right? I mean, who else should we cancel? I mean, it's I just it's just weird. Like we so flimsy, we so. I just don't understand. Even Charlemagne said them Yeezy had like piece of subway bread. <laughs> Put them on your feet. <laughs> don't eat shirt shoes with that trash. <laughs> but uh, Charlemagne still rocking his Yeezys too, though. He ain't taking it's them free. Them free. shoes look like so. If they free, shoes is terrible. Is it, is it is it because we just not ready to hold they each other crops. accountable? And Bro, hold these it's a sign. We don't hold nobody accountable. Then we don't hold our president's people accountable. We don't hold we don't, we don't hold our our artists, and entertainers accountable. For well, a lot of people don't know what's real and fake anymore, man. They just like that's true. It's you can't tell even if you put it in their face and you show them straight up what's going on. They still like. I don't see it, man. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I can see it live. This is a replay. I'm going to have to let my partner hear that. I'm going to have to edit that shit out. We'll see. Nah, <laughs> nah I got to keep it going, man. I'm going to let him see. I'm going to let him hear first. You, 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 Did you not hear that man say it's a disclaimer on our show when you come pull it up? It's a disclaimer, man. <laughs> you use your name. You good. You pull Chad. <laughs> crazy, crazy thing. I was actually going to say something uh, about about this story, <laughs> something's going on, you know what I'm saying, with, with me and my, my household. But I'm gonna leave that after the show. I can't, I can't put that on there. I can't put that one on there. Uh, hold on. <sighs> yeah, man, you good, yeah, you good, you good. But, yeah, right. So anyway, I just feel like we should hold people accountable for their actions. That don't mean necessarily we like downplay you, you know what I mean, just like, I feel like he shouldn't be as successful right now. Yeah. And it seemed like no matter what he do right now, he winning. Yeah. And that make us look bad. What's a car wreck too at the same time? A lot of people are like tuning in because they want to see that tragedy. They want to see what's going to happen, what outlandish things Kanye going to say today yeah. at the concert and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, like I said before, man, we didn't ask you for all that. If yeah. you don't entertain, just entertain and get off the stage, bro. Because you... Doing too much right now. I mean, but, much. you hurt your people more than you help them. But are we doing too much? If we sitting, we're sitting there waiting, tuning in for him to do one of these ignorant acts, right? But we also giving this man our money to go see this happen. If I catch a second hand, I ain't bought nothing since then. Yeah, yeah, I ain't bought nothing a long time. I just went and watched the Joker last week, and that's like the first movie I had to pay for in all very long. Oh, time. is that the next? Is that next? It's not. Nah, it's but right. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, it's just. It's just. The, it's just the, fact the only thing I paid for. But, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we can we can we can stay on Kanye in this ignorance all day, bro. But we got no, nah, we got we definitely got to move to some more somber news. All right. um, 
of course. And I and I, uh, Chad, if you look up the young lady's name, I, it escapes me right now. I, I know the name. But Tatiana Jefferson. It. Tatiana so, Jefferson. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say Miss Jefferson. Yeah, there's a uh, you know a young lady that was recently killed in Fort Worth. Um, her name is uh, Miss Tatiana Jefferson. Yes, and she was shot and killed um, by a police officer that was conducting a wellness check for and. For some odd reason, he didn't even knock on the front door. Nope. From what I've heard, nope. he, no, he went through the backyard and shot the lady. That's and right. That's now right. through a window. As recent as recently as today, he resigned from his position from the uh, yeah. Fort Worth Police Department. Yeah, and our condolences and our thoughts and prayers with the family. And my wife made it be known that the father said that there will be no hugging of the police officer if uh, if he were to be convicted of this God crime. Right. So, goddamn right. But now, I mean, it just you know begs the question. And we talk about we talked about this earlier. Is like now is it okay for us to even get welfare checks? You know, as African Americans, are we going to be subject to getting shot or you know put in the crosshairs for even you know the rights that we're supposed to have? They're supposed to protect the service, but now it's like now I don't even want that. No, don't even check on me, bro. I'm don't, good. Don't yeah, and don't call no police to my house without me knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, come come check on me. So all this stuff is just the whole story, all of it, man. Like I want to talk to y'all more about it because I didn't want to come off because everything that happens with us to the police makes it sound like the police are being racist. So it was like, all right, what exactly happened? Neighbors saw that uh Ms. Jefferson. Neighbors saw a door open. Yeah, saw a door open. And it was late in the middle of the night when he saw the door open, so he felt concerned. So instead of him actually going over, knocking on the door, uh, calling this individual if he knew her number, he decides to call the police. So that's logical. I would have done the same thing. I'm not not trying to just walk up on your house with the door wide open like Mm -hmm. that. So when he made this call, I'm under the impression like, what did it sound like? Did he call him and say, hey, man, my next door neighbor's door is wide open. I'm kind of concerned about this. Um, She usually doesn't do this. You know, and then they probably proceed by saying, okay, well, who is this individual? And then he gives it the individual is. It's got to give, you know what I'm saying? I guess gender and race has to be given. So at that point, I'm like, all right. So when this call then came to the police officer who went to the house, is that what they got? That they go into the house of a, a black resident? Right. You know what I'm saying? that's That was my concern. So in, even in the video, when dude pulls up, he don't he doesn't knock on the front door. You know, like he rose up with his flashlight and just looking around and he goes into this person's backyard. It was a nonviolent call. Yeah, a what? nonviolent yeah. call. And he, so I didn't I didn't know what happened when made him shoot until Andrea told me. She said that uh, Ms. Jefferson got up and went to the window. Yeah. So that's what made him go, um, freeze, he, don't he move. He didn't, he didn't announce himself though. He didn't, right. Hey, this is police. He just freeze, don't move. And on the second freeze, don't move. Boom, he shoot. No, 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 no. It wasn't no second nothing. Well, he's saying that as he's shooting. That don't count. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm not, hey, I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm oh, just I know, saying. Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm saying that's that's what came out of his mouth. But like, <clears throat> bruh, you didn't, no more than a second, man. You can time it. You it seems like it. 0.6. No more than a Six. second that boy gave that command and then fire, bro. So. I did. Um, I'll be honest with you. I did talk to a police officer friend of mine. I'm not going to use his name, of course, but we talked about this at length today. And, you know, he did. He gave me some scenarios that I didn't even think about. I don't agree with him, of course, but and he didn't either. But he was saying just from his perspective as a police officer, some of the things that they look at yeah. is, you know, they're going into a situation not knowing exactly what's going on and all the, the things that led up to him going into the backyard yeah. could could be explained possibly like the front door being open. They want to make sure that the uh, the location is secure and stuff like that. They just don't want to walk in because they don't know what they're walking into. But that's what he that's did. What that's what he did. Door, I know. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't agree with it. You know what I'm saying? If you can't walk in somebody's house, wrong. then you shouldn't be able to walk in their backyard. You're trespassing. I agree. I, agree. You know I mean, saying? every everything that's around this is just, it's funny in the light. You know, it ain't even funny. It's just bad altogether. I mean, bad you know? right now. I mean, exactly. Especially like what's happened. Like what? But yeah, it's. I guess like we have to look at the rules of engagement. I wish we had a police officer here to kind of speak on a little bit more because I'm not that versed to even go down that path. But mm. he's saying that there are certain things that they would have to do as far as rules of engagement to 
to ensure their safety too. At the same time, he actually gave me a scenario where someone did a ride along and they put them in a in a scenario not similar to that, but a scenario to where they had to make a split second decision and come to find out the person, you know, pulled a gun on them first and shot the cop mm. first. And he's like, see, that's what I'm saying. You a lot of times you gotta be able to just go and like who's right in that situation too. You know what I'm saying? Like who's supposed to make the first move? Hmm? You can use that as an excuse every time then. Right? It's true. I mean, it, no matter how you shake it, it don't look good. Yeah. And, and I mean, but I'm you, pretty sure that cop, cop knows it because he cop, quit. A cop can't put himself in a situation to the, to where um, there's likelihood that you would be shot. You're more likely to be shot in my backyard than you would be on my front porch knocking on the door. That's fact. I think was more likely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Police, police is in my home. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you go to the side and didn't say nothing, you know what I mean? It's just like, what do you think? Even if you're nervous, I think you should automatically just call for backup, which I thought was the standard operating procedure. Yeah. I don't know about that, bro. You bring him on. Mo popo. Mo guns. So you think, do you think this is more of a racial issue or is this an issue with training? Proper training. Probably all of the above, man. I, I mean, don't. I don't think it's racist. It's, I don't. Think it's it's, it's, it's uh, what area? Do you know what area it was in in nah, Dallas? But I mean, he didn't. Even, he can't even see who it was. Right. So you can't even say it's just like we, they just trigger. They just they really scared for their life. But I and I feel that. But when you put yourself in situations to make you scared to be able to pull the trigger, then we don't have remorse for you. Yeah, that should be your profession. You, you yeah. Were, yeah. Well, you shouldn't have been. On the side, looking mm. in somebody's window, you know what I mean. Mm. But how I, do you I just feel like you wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know if if he if he pulled a gun in the front. <sighs> even that to me, when you put like the rules is in the hood. When you pull the gun, you gonna shoot it. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nah, I know the pot cops don't feel like that, but you know, I don't even know. Do you even have to have your gun out? I don't know. Like going into, days, going into, but going into it, a situation like that, you probably it was a not, would. It depend on the call, that, that, that was a but the call—that's call. what I'm saying. The call was like it was a non-emergency welfare yeah. call, bro. Yeah, but I mean, the door the front, is ajar, the front door is open. Yeah. I mean, you you have no idea what you're going into. Not saying that he he should have fired his weapon. Yeah, it's not right. But he can, but he I can, can at see least why have drawn. his gun drawn, or at least have his hand on his gun. Because you don't know what you're walking into right. at the end of the day. So I'm a, it's the combination. I agree. Yeah. It's just the combination of things. You I can have your gun out all, all day long, as long as you don't shoot me. No, nah, I shouldn't say that. Don't have your gun out. Just nah, I don't me, want but. that. <laughs> like yeah, but the thing is, how do we weed I, out? There's nothing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> did. So you, you already said there's proper protocol and procedure they have to follow, right? We don't know them, but I'm pretty sure that any one of y'all, if y'all got a call that say, hey man, uh Chain answered his phone, bro. And like I look out and I see his door open at his house, man. What should I do? I go check on him. All right. Y'all gonna go to the front door, man. Y'all go to the front door. Y'all see my front door's open. Y'all gonna knock on the door, y'all gonna ring the doorbell. Nah, I ain't gonna come to your front door, man. What you gonna it's, do? If it's it's open me in the middle of the night? No. Nah, I'm gonna come to the front door, though. Bro. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm telling you. Because working for CPS. I'm gonna make myself known, though. This is That's what I'm saying. Working for CPS, I've had many occasions where I done went to somebody's door. Y'all trust and it's well, been I open. You definitely yeah. go in their backyard looking for them. That's, that's what I'm saying. The alternative going through the front is better. Yeah. Than going yeah, through I, the back. I agree with that. I'm, I'm already in danger. I agree. I agree I'm in danger now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Let's so say like it's 10 o'clock at night. Your door's jar. I'm not just going to be walking up. Bro, somebody yeah, don't like, somebody don't open. Don't mean I don't care. But you don't know though. That's the thing. Yeah. We have no idea. Armed. We don't do that no more. We not. I mean, back when I was younger, we used to leave the door open and stuff like that. But when nighttime come, that door get shut. Man. Yeah, ain't nobody just running up. We ain't never left the door open in Victoria. We left the door open at my house all the time, but we had burglar bars you have to go through in order to get to that door. So our door was open. <laughs> you get to the burglar bars yeah, in the house. I just think yeah. that, I mean, he probably would have, if he really would have called back up, then it would have been more of a scenario where, okay, you got more people implicated from, uh, you know, the police standpoint. Of them coming in to make sure protocols are being followed and stuff. I feel like the chief he has to get called to the mat for that because that's a training issue. That's something you can't yeah. just let 
you know, well, slide or fall. I mean, by he the gonna wayside. take the he gonna take the L because it's the his department obviously getting bad press. But uh, I mean, so far what he said, he was very straight up for it. He was like, "That's unacceptable." I saw the thing; it was nothing that I saw that warranted what he did. Mm. That's what the chief said. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of I was kind of sure that it didn't seem like there was going to be no cover up type shit. You know what I'm saying? But there was some stuff at first. It was like she had a gun. Which don't matter. Is she had a gun you in know the house? Saying? Usually try to throw in some weed was found yeah, in the house. You know, she had five baby daddies. Yeah. She had a criminal past. She went to detention in ISS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But God bless, God bless this woman because she was a mother, to my knowledge. Was she was a graduate of Xavier. I don't think she was a mother. I think she had a nephew that she hung okay. out with like every Friday or something. But she like was that. a beloved, she was a beloved family member, and you know, her life. And it, I mean, shit, I'm 28, you just still a kind of like in a way, uh, yeah, but you, just, you just get into your peak, you know, you didn't even hit that yet. Yeah, so, and I'm tired so, of like, you know, the, the remedy is restitution for pain that, you know, has been causing this. You're not going to get that family member back. I understand giving them money, yeah. stuff like that, but it's just, when's enough is enough. It's like, I thought I was nervous, like just driving around. Now I'm like, you got nervous in your own house now? Man, I was like. Somebody, somebody else could call to check up on me, and I can end up get get murdered. You know what I'm saying? That's like sucks, man. Sucks. You got to be like that. But I'm I'm not all the way to that point because I just got pulled up by the police, state trooper, actually last week, and I felt like I was going to get pulled up because I was speeding. I know, <laughs> but good thing was like I was only I was like seven miles over the speed limit. And I see the guy get out the car. I, I'm chilling. Sitting there, he walked one side, and I speak to him just like I would like for him to speak to me. Yeah. And we hold a conversation, and he's like, you know what? You wasn't going that fast, man. I'm going to go ahead and let you go with the warnings. Does that, that sound cool? I was like, yes, it does sound cool, sir. Sounds excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He gave my warning. He went on his way. So I will take that warning, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it really, it really, it's awful, man. It's an awful feeling, like talking to y'all at night. That's that's how we feel. Like we can't even call the police. That shit, man. I can't even sugarcoat it, man. Cop nice come, come me. pull me over. I'm ten and two. Oh yeah. Like I'm not. I'm Skate. not even driving ten to two. You drive like you riding old school Cadillac. Put my wallet on the dash. No sudden moves. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I get pulled over, I repeat everything you said. I said, "Hey, can I take your? Can I see your insurance? Okay, because my insurance card is in my phone, in my pocket." Because because yeah, know, I don't be checking the mail, bro. Like they got an app and you got your ID no, card. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I just be like, I all right, cool. My insurance card is in my in my phone, in my pocket. Can I can I reach in my phone and get that for you? You yeah. still keep your phone on your dash, man. I mean, it don't I, turn, I do everything. I told y'all, man. What? I turn the car off, I put the keys on the dash. If I'm in a, if I see a parking, if it's nighttime, I see a parking lot, I get in a well-lit area, pull in the parking spot, yeah, let him pull up behind me. I'm not trying to run, man. bro. Man, like, man, I'm got here. You. What you, you want? Shook. What you got? <laughs> so, That's real. I'm with it. it I'm not, I'm not trying to play with you. Hey, I'm, I don't have any beef with you. You know, I just want to go home. This I just want to get this be done. With you, but guess what? Pow! I shoot you just because. Damn shame, man. Well, we'll be, we'll be keeping y'all up to date with the, with the results of this situation. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, even if you break off some bread, I mean, it don't bring back no life. Yeah, don't it's just it's like it's it's sad because it's fresh off of Amber Geiger's case, and now we back. Mm-hmm. It's like it's recycled all over again. There's nothing. You know that's that's honestly nothing that you can do. It's gonna help that that family feel that peace. That's why when I look back at it, what old buddy did for for Amber, like that's the only thing that helped them feel at peace. It sucks the situation, but hey. That's what helping that man cope, helping them get by. So, but yeah. this right here, prayers and condolences, man. Most definitely, most definitely. Let's move to our consciousness segment, man. So we're gonna start off. Uh, I think everybody at the table went and saw Joker hey. last week. <laughs> pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Pretty good. That shit was fucking phenomenal. Definitely, it definitely was, left out. And it was, was like, whoa, phenomenal. Yeah. Bomb drop. I heard a lot of people didn't like it though. And I don't I don't understand why people walk out of theater on that movie because it it didn't have nearly as much violence as some of these movies that came. I think Avengers Endgame had more violence than Joker did. Yeah, honestly. 
No. That was that was the best. I'm trying to think of the last movie that's better than that. You, it's hard pressed to find a movie that had it was everything it was no. Go ahead, and finish Dame. It's <laughs> smaller, smaller alerts too for people who have seen this movie. Yeah, might want to skip past that shit about to be fully spoiled right now. I yeah, think I that the the biggest thing I took and I and I sent y'all a text like right after I left. I think the biggest thing I took from that movie is if we do not start having empathy for a fellow man, you are gonna see exactly what we saw in that movie, mm-hmm. Accelerated Times Ten in this country, man, because it it was too much like real and too much like what's going on right now, man, and. Definitely for everybody that's suffering with mental um, mental illness or mental health issues and stuff like that, man, because you saw a man that was really striving and trying to better himself and better his life only to be ostracized and shunned by, you know, his town and city and, you know, and everybody that was around him, even all yeah. the way down to, you know, his mother. And I don't think his mother was, in, you know, intentional. She was just trying to, you know, do the best that she could with what she had. And, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, he ended up taking out everybody that bullied him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's one of those things, kind of a weird twist. Do you root for the hero? Yeah. I mean, do you root for the villain? Because I mean, he looks like a hero. Like I a guess hero. that's a Freudian slip, but it's like actually real. He looked like a hero in that movie, man. But um, I think Joaquin Phoenix, man, he killed it. He did. Oh, man. Most definitely. He yeah, killed it. Now, he's still a close second to. Uh, he's Ledger's Joker to me, but you think so? no way. yeah, it's close second, man. No way, very no close. Way. Like no they're running a tight race, but that movie, that no movie way, was bro. dope, man. I gotta give it to him, bro, because he the movie was about him, so he had to do more acting yeah. as the Joker. So if, if if they made a Heath Ledger Joker movie, we'll never ever see it. You know what I'm saying? We have to like, I guess, gauge it against that. That's all we got. We got a couple of scenes with Heath Ledger being a Joker. This this guy whole entire movie. Well, that's that's so, my argument. Is like. For Heath Ledger's Joker, he only used 30 minutes. He used every single second of that 30 minutes that he probably had mm. in that film. So, mm. I mean, to me personally, that kind of speaks volumes to how well you acted in that. But see, the reason why role. you like Joker and Heath Ledger is because he showed his cunningness and his intelligence and how he was a step ahead. You didn't get to see that in this, yeah, in this Joker true. because... He was still being formed, and I thought, I thought for a minute they were going to show a little bit of that. There's a method to the madness. Man, he, he was he was two, ten steps ahead of even Batman. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he was so that was like, dang, that's how you got to be. If you don't have no superpowers, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. You know, yeah. you just got to be smart mm-hmm. and yeah. well thought out plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here, I really enjoyed it because it was just it was it was again it was no special effects. It was. It was just good story mm-hmm. and the twist and turns in it of how you didn't know where the story was going. M. Night Shyamalan movie. It was fantastic, man. It 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 was, I felt sad. Moments I felt sad. I felt embarrassed. I felt m- mad. I felt like I wanted him to win at the same time. You feel conflicted. Like that's a good character. He did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When they make you feel everything. And so... I I loved most out of everything how in the bigger picture, and I don't want people to miss that, is that we have to, like Dame said, we have to do a better job of, of how we treat people. Yeah. And, and really on that bully shit, that's not that's like big, man. Like bullying, bullying, that uh, that affects people and as adults, you know what I mean? Like making fun of people and yeah. and, and I gotta I gotta be honest, y'all. I was big on that growing up. I talk about your mama, boy. I get on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody. I think shit. Everybody at this table uh, got they got they fair shake of jokes. I, I never forget in uh, in fourth grade, man. We was. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. You know what I'm saying? I remember we had pro wings. You know what pro wings are? What are those? I had some Payless shoes. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't care about. I didn't care about. That at the time, even though I was in fourth grade, mm. and I'm gonna be real with y'all, I've never owned a pair of Jordans mm. ever. I've never had one day. I'm gonna buy a pair of Jordans. No, it ain't worth about to get you a pair well, of Jordans for you. When, for when I wear a pair of Jordans, it's gonna be like a symbol of like how it's a status symbol. No, it's gonna, it's gonna, in, gonna be like in. I have so much. Work. I don't know. It's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a look how far I came type thing. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Because right. I like the Jordans. It's not like I don't like them, and mm. I take good care of my shoes. But anyway. So this particular day in fourth grade, the dude we used to make fun of every day was named Roy. He was this little scrawny, like 
white kid, and we was like a black elementary. We used to clown him oh, all the time. Using names, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Shit, Roy, Roy might Roy be out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you said it again though. He could have black bleeped it out. Now he got to bleep yours out too. This this, hey, this Roy, weekend, Roy, I, went, I don't know you. <laughs> I never forget. I went. <laughs> To pay that, we went to pay this. I got some brand new shoes. It had a lightning bolt on it, on black Ooh. with a white lightning bolt on it. I was like, that it was clean. I was like, time, boy. <laughs> I never forget the same Monday I came to to school. Who had the same pro wings? Uh, Roy did, Ooh. and they got on my ass. <laughs> oh, they got on my head. They were like, oh, you and Roy. <laughs> and that was. They got on. They got on us, and that was the first time I realized, hey, we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> and, then, and then I felt how Roy felt. Man, them thunderbolts. I ain't never wear them shoes again, dog. Yeah. And so, right. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. It was bad. So, Roy, I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing to that girl. Uh, man, that little girl at high school. She had her ponytail was so little. God <laughs> damn, yeah, it was so she many had, like, <laughs> you know, I know she can fight because you got your ponytail that little. Y'all ain't listening. Y'all ain't listening. He's still going. He's still going. Still going. Oh, listen. I'm He still got the jokes. He's gonna roll up. You gonna roll up to school the next day with the dude got the same shoes you got on. They get clown both of y'all. Then fast forward five years later, you still with Jones on people in high school. That's what you said. He don't catch it. He's still going. Then he said, "I forgive you." Okay. I'm sorry. I need to do better. God ain't done with me yet. That's why I need. Obviously, I ain't take this time. I need to apologize. To my LBT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna throw no day. I ain't gonna throw no day. You already said it. You say it. <laughs> he apologized to my LB. Remember, I got him that one day. <laughs> so I'm like, got him. We still getting him to this day. To this day. Nah, to this day. Nah, you, gotta, you gotta have empathy, man. That, like, nah, you got to. The, the thing that got me the most about that was the laugh. Oh, because you know he couldn't control it. It was it was one so, of those. So that was a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But you see, that was what you see when he came into his own, though. That was brilliant. Went away. That yeah. that part with the laugh. Who thought of that? That shit was brilliant. I mean, like he was laughing so right. hard he was choking. Like That's he, he tried to break himself from doing it so bad so, that he was choking. He couldn't stop it. I want y'all to look this up after the show, man. Like there are defense mechanisms, and then there are just spontaneous outbursts and reactions that a person can get from trauma. And remember how he didn't know this. He didn't know where it came from. So he finally, when he finally realized, he said it in the movie, he's like, I thought I had a problem. They told me I had a problem I was laughing. No, you didn't. It's the fact that he was abused as a child. You know what I'm saying? And like that laughter is suppression. Of what happened to me, I don't remember what happened to me, but this oh, is oh, so it's not like a cl- it wasn't a clinical thing. Nah. Oh, that's why. So I'm gonna tell y'all straight up, I don't think that this man had a mental illness. I don't. That's what I was trying to tell. Woo. Yeah. That I was like, even if he was, that shit was made by his fucked up life. Was what? Well, that's mental illness though, because it's PTSD. I mean. But but True. but but when you you have to we have to be careful because when you put a label on it, yeah, then you just be like, well, he crazy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I don't like people. But that's I didn't even go down that road. No, I didn't you go didn't. like he was like crazy. I was just like he had something traumatic that happened to him that mm. adversely affected, mm. you know his you know his whole walk of life. Mm. And you know you start empathizing. You it's easy to empathize with that type of character because. Mm. You know that he can't control this pain and this trauma that he's mm-hmm. gone through. He's just trying to navigate through it the best way he can. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that even the the medication that he took yeah. wasn't a contributing factor? It can you if you know, don't see, need it. Yeah, I thought you know, I thought too. the laugh was like a real condition. That's brilliant. I was like, that's yeah, wow, that's crazy. I, I got chills. Like, I was so like, you saying Whoa. it wasn't a real thing? No, it wasn't that's a real crazy, thing. Man. And like, so anything you could try to clinically diagnose this guy with, it don't pan out because he doesn't have all the features. He didn't have all the features. So I came up with this idea that maybe, just maybe, his normal isn't our normal. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to go out and, and fucking just punch somebody in the face just for the hell of it and then laugh at the shit. Yeah. We ain't just going to go out and just go kill somebody because we know that that's not what we're supposed to do. It's not normal. But for this guy, it's an everyday. It's what he does. Like he killed those first people because he was being attacked. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. And right. 
But then it, it was something cathartic about that too. It's like bloodlust. It's like a bloodlust, man. Bro, and he got pushed to the edge. And that, the edge he, of the edge of the broken, edge. Broken, bro. He was not messing with nobody. Because he there, there's a fine line. It was like, okay, he was getting bullied and he was justified, not necessarily justified in those killings, I would say. But once he did it, then yeah, open the door. Turned, and even that gun was given to him to by somebody trying to fuck bro. him up and get his get his job. Bro. Yeah. And you can tell too, and another thing that kind of lends, you know, to him not being mentally ill, he just wasn't killing at will. Yeah. He had empathy too. Mm-hmm. So the empathy that we're supposed to be showing him, he had it towards mm-hmm. the, the little person Absolutely. that couldn't get out out of the apartment and stuff because he could have <laughs> he couldn't get out of the, get out of the hotel room. If y'all see it, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, so. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, dang, he got him a bad, bad one. That little, that fine little brown sugar here. Oh, Zazie Beats. I knew that wasn't real. Yeah, I knew it wasn't real. You know, I, 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 was, real. I, was, I was like, how you no just way. go up in the apartment just okay? Hey man, he, he killed somebody so he's just like, Fuck it. Hey man, that 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 rage, that lust, I gotta let it out somewhere. Hey, that woman, I got I gotta go find. I thought her. that she was real. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro, I but, see you. <laughs> straight up, man, he did exactly what we were talking about. I asked you, like, what what is it gonna come down to? You know what I'm saying? As far as us trying to establish ourselves as people, you was like, man, well, power isn't given, it's taken. Absolutely. So that's exactly what he did. He took back his power when he killed those three people in that bus stop. It was almost like he was reborn. It was. Yeah, he was know, like, he oh. was reborn. Like, yeah. damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just did. Just took these people out, and I have no remorse for it. I stood up for myself. That's how he feels about it. But for everybody else, they like poster and these guys like, oh, these three businessmen were murdered, and and, uh, and they, they had so way. much empathy for them. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like he Heath Ledger's Joker. What he said, like, yeah. when you get you kill somebody affluent, it's all over the news. But if it was a gangbanger on the street, something like that, what up, black, black on black crime? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> nobody pays attention to it, but they show so much affinity to those three guys yes. that were clearly bad people. So, what this? do y'all think about? It? And I'm I'm actually taking this from another podcast um, called um, The Western Bros. Okay, I listen I listened to that with uh, Andrew Schultz, and he was saying that, or not him, maybe Akash was saying that. Um, when he transformed like into the Joker, when he was dying his hair and stuff like that, there's a scene where his mother had a note and I don't know if anybody noticed it, but it was like to the most beautiful woman in the world and it was signed T.W. Yeah. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. So it's like, could that be his brother? Yeah. Could that really be Thomas Wayne really be his father? Because that's not something that's like necessarily hallucination. He's like actively in that part right then and there. Well, they didn't, they didn't go over and really, I mean, you know, he admitted he knew her. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they, I like how they left it open. And, it, and for interpretation. somebody that powerful can fabricate everything. Like mm-hmm. all that paperwork on her mm-hmm. that he picked up from the asylum. It could be a scenario where he wasn't even beat. That's why he can't remember the traumatic event because mm-hmm. it never happened. Yeah. But you can drive somebody crazy by telling them that information and That's it not being true. But even in the in the paperwork though, like you gotta go watch it again, man. Like I, after the show, I'll tell you, you know, watch it again if y'all don't feel like you want to pay for it. But <laughs> if he, in the the report that he jacked from old buddy, the the clerk man, he's reading through it. And that shit would never have, by the way. That boy would no, be no, so no. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped. People were standing around him. No, he, he wouldn't even got to, it. He wouldn't even got to that yeah. point. He, he wouldn't even got he it. He to Yeah, but, but it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, it's, it's in the what sixties and seventies too. Mm. Nah, no, it should have been, like been late. It might be, might be. No, it's like no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't oh. like in. It wasn't like a recent one. It, it was back. I think it was like seventies, late seventies, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah, yeah I think, I think like it was seventies, man. I think it's a question of late eighties. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because if you start, I mean, if you start adding ages up, you know, Somebody Batman, you know, Batman like forty, right? Yeah, well, he was so much older than Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's he's a he was he was in his. He's in his 20s and that I mean Joker's old bro like these old characters we just don't notice they, they don't portray the ages but yeah what you, you gonna say about the paperwork yeah, but so in the paperwork like he's reading through it it's telling him everything that his mom went through and what she done to him when um talk about the him being like tied up the radiator. the radiator that was like you have to go back and read it that's there and um could be know, fabricated I'm still like, though but. I might be wrong about the letter but I thought that letter. I thought she wrote that letter. The team with the team. Yeah, I, I thought she wrote that letter, and he, he could just read through it. So, like, I don't know, man. I gotta go back. I, like I said, I love watching movies. I'm a self-proclaimed movie connoisseur. 
You know what I'm saying? Those are those so, type of movies I like, like the Inceptionist type, where it's like it leaves you hanging. You don't know what what's really going on. I really was you know, not a fan of that question. People think. gave me a hard time on that. One. I did not like it. I didn't. It was love okay. It. So it's, love it's good for its time. Or uh, like uh, Shutter Island. Just I like, like that. I like you follow you follow like him all the way through the whole movie, and yeah. then it comes out he had a mental illness too at yeah. the end. It's I like, go check out this movie. Uh, where they in a hotel, and it's raining, and it's a. Uh, Damn, what's the name of that damn movie, man? Trying to find like who the killer is. Yeah, trying to find out who the killer is. Is it El Royale? He's got a no, 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 no. It's it's an older movie, man. This is one of my favorite movies, man. I can't remember the name of it. I'm gonna give it to you after this over too. All right, but it's got a John Cusack in it. He's in it. It's a, it's a real good movie too, man. It's one of them psychological movies that you ain't check it out. Go check out Memento too. If y'all like all yeah. these movies like that. And then the la- um, last thing I want to mention about the movie too that stood out to me was all the dancing scenes. Like all the dancing scenes were like really dope, especially him like going down the steps yeah, when man. he fully transformed into Joker because it looked like that was a scene to me where he was fully liberated. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Nothing was like going to bother him at all from that point on. See what he said? I once got he nothing killed, to Once lose. he killed old boy uh, with the little midget man, he was real, mm-hmm. real, real free. He told, he told old buddy. I was kind of mad that they messed up the scene because I saw the people at the top of the stairs and I was like, he just had his moment. And then I'm like, I see the police. Yeah, the yeah. I was kind of like, damn. Yeah, like he was just, he didn't even barely get to enjoy it. So yeah. and he had to run. But I then mean, there, there's talk too, and they they say this on flagrant. I mean, uh, Wester Bros too as well. Like where, um, he felt like they dumbed the dumbed down the ending of it by him explaining why he turned and why he yeah, killed uh, those people. Um, to Robert De Niro's character. Oh. Instead of like letting everybody kind of figure it out on their own, that of course you're supposed to have empathy for people. He kind of just broke it down and, and dumbed it down for everybody because they there was fear that this movie would start like, you know, uh a movement of, you know, people going out and just killing people, stuff like that. I don't have no issue with that because I don't know. I feel like I like when people are intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he didn't plan. I don't, man, I don't a lot know. of times those type of moves, you got to like put it out there too is, you yeah. know, exactly what's going on or why he turned. It stuff. ultimately saved his life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, he was going to jail. I love, I love the ending of the movie, man, because it, I mean, how many ends of movies I've seen where you just left and you're like, that was a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like after it's over, it, it could be a really dope movie. Then the ending comes, like, man, that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But we know his storyline. We know it's gonna ultimately lead to Batman. So it had it had to be closed like that. Yeah, yeah I think it. Uh, I think it'll be anymore. I don't yeah. think it can. I don't think it could be anymore. It's gonna be anymore Batman. Another Joker? Like that? That Joker and mixed with? I know it's gonna be more Batman's because they already. Like, I think. I think. Pattinson. I think you're gonna see a wave of villain movies. It's gonna be dark, bro. I think you see a, a, a thing of villain movies, and I think I'm so. I mean, people, you still didn't introduce Harley Quinn. That's you still yeah, got to show. That's you you that's still got to show the. Then you get to show the different side, like when he's like the cunningness that you like with with Heath, yeah. how he's a intelligent. Yeah. You didn't get to see that he was very timid. He was very passive. So you know how now you, but you can't just flip him like that. You still got to develop that, yeah, because he's still kind of like, kind of getting there, but he's not like he's confident. That's gonna take the movie. That's gonna take some hell of a writing. Well, yeah, if they give it to the right person, man, they don't play this down. Robert Pattinson is Batman, and that's gonna that's where it's gonna mess up. What actors? DC DC just they can't. They don't. You know. They can't get out of their way. Yeah, they can't flow. It's it flow together. Like the movies yeah. don't flow. Yeah. They have to break up and then start all over. How many Batmans we done had? They probably had 20. Oh, I mean, boy, it works. The last Batman was not Ben Affleck, but the other bat, the I like that new Batman. Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best one. That's the best one down. I've seen in my lifetime. That's the best one, hands down. But it's kind of like it's kind of like Spider Man. They keep rebooting them over and over again and stuff like that. They make money, man. I, I mean, but that's Spider Man. That was amazing, yeah. though. You ain't really missing that much. They had to, to re- keep rebooting that because of the rights. To yeah, the with Sony. So that's how that goes. Well, that, I mean, that transitions right over because we're gonna keep talking about the mental health aspect of it. So I don't know if any of y'all caught uh, Wale's interview on the Breakfast Club uh, recently, but he touched on um, specifically having you know anxiety. And he even talked about a scenario where he would like get in front of people and somebody would be as simple as, hey, you remember me? And he's like, um, um, I don't know. And he would 
instantly have started having an anxiety attack, like right there on the spot, stuff like that. So I didn't know if y'all had an opportunity to take a look at that and kind of what do y'all think about Wale as a whole, just period, and his artistry. I thought we were more fortunate. So. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> we you still had it on there, Wale. Cut. Well, it was like kind of like mental health in general, because we already had fifty. Yeah, we, oh, okay. We probably got to get to the next one. All right, make sure y'all edit that out. All right, Dan, rewind. All right, we're going to move on to our main topic of the day. <laughs> our main topic of the day. So um, one of the questions I posed to the fellas is college really worth it, you know, these days? And we want to kind of discuss the pros and cons of what we saw as far as, you know, your college career and, you know. We'll say, put it for record, everybody sitting at this table has a college degree, if not two. Yep. Yep. With this one. Shot chair. This one over two. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> two pieces of toilet paper. No, I'm <laughs> 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 uh, At the end of the day, we're all like, boy, this boy making moves, doing, they ain't going to school, they're coming out. When I, I personally, I started asking myself this question. I mean, it's not anything for me personally, but like, we're in an age now where automation is taking over and starting to take over. And nowadays you pretty much have to have a trade in order for you to actually flourish and move forward in this world. It's gotta be something that you can personalize too, where it has to be a human uh, factor to it. So a lot of the jobs that we probably got in school are turning into, you know, AI positions or, Robots are starting to take over these positions. As long as you have a consistent format that you can wash, rinse, and repeat, that's essentially what we're going to. And I take, for instance, like, um, you know, your career goals and where you've moved to now, like with starting your own business. Right. Like, did, were you, was this something that you had even thought about before you even went to college? No, definitely not. But I mentioned before that I was limited on what I was exposed to. So I was therefore limited by what I was willing and interested in studying. Right. And so I was already, I told you I was already behind just because I made it to school, but I didn't know what was available to me. And so I went through the four years and then you get to that point where you're just trying to graduate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, I already spent a lot of money. I switched my major a couple of times. I do believe you can grad, you can definitely graduate school without a trade, which is not good. You right. should have a specialty coming out of that thing. And I think so we got to make sure if you're going to go to school, you got to have a special, you got to come out with something tangible as, as possible. Right, right. If you can. Um, and sometimes it's, it's not, and, and I don't think if it's just a way of thinking, that's not enough. If you in business, know how to crunch some spreadsheets, know how to do a budget, know how to, I mean, I don't know, y'all was in Macombs, I mean, shit, yeah. you know, something tangible. Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Have a business, I mean, have failed many businesses, I mean, have tried something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to have something tangible. We, you can't, coming out with philosophy, with a way of thinking is not why you went there because there's a philosophy of everything. There's a philosophy of business, there's a philosophy of criminal justice. That's not enough. And that's not enough for our people, especially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we have to be pushing ourselves to get some type of some type of real skill. Absolutely. No, that's that's exactly what I see. I mean, just as far as, you know, I had touched on it um previously about just automation coming in. I can even see it in a position like I would have, like a, a program manager's position. There's what does that mean? I don't even know what that well, mean. I mean, I'm essentially a facilitator of everything that my respective clients would need. So I'm logistics from start to finish. I put write the program for you, what it looks like, how we service you, uh, manage the PL, manage the budgets. Like I'm, you know, from start to finish, everything that you would see, like in that particular business, helping you essentially build your business and help it run efficiently right. and effectively. But if I can write a program that I can basically, you know, scale across all of my accounts, then there's really no need, uh, you know, for the human factor of it. All you have to do is just make sure that you're following those processes 100 percent, stuff like that. Now, there is some some personalization in it, too, as well, because I have to, you know, identify what the client needs. There's human factors associated and stuff like that. But. I mean, at a certain point, if you have a uh, if I have a client with a similar, you know, background or a similar business plan, it's going to be easy to just, right. you know, go out there and make it happen. Yeah. You know, 
stuff like that. And, you know, coming in with business management degree, that's, that's not the same as it was, you know, 10 years ago. And it's not going to be the same 20 years down the road. So like, now I feel like, all right, I'm going to have to accelerate what I'm doing right now as far as finances are concerned to make sure I build up enough nest egg in the event that I were to lose my job or be let go. So. Yeah, I feel like y'all using any of that, a lot of y'all's degree right now. <laughs> I feel yes. that I feel like I am for the most part. Um, Use finance. Yeah, I work as a pricing analyst now, but I, I think that um, I think it all depends on like your career path and uh, the choices that you make when it comes to selecting a major. So I th- I think. The majors exactly. that you probably need to focus on, well, not necessarily need to focus on, but I think the bigger ones are, you know, being in engineer, mathematics, mm-hmm. uh, sciences, uh, technology, um, you know, majors like that. I think that it will be beneficial for you to be able to have a job in the future. And the main thing about like getting out into the job field after you graduate, I think it's very important that you find a job. Because they say like, what, 43% of people graduate from college and accept a first job that you don't even need a, a degree mm-hmm. to have that job. And, and that sets you back because whenever you get into your field, you get into an entry level job. You're going to be at the entry level job for what, about two to three years. And you yeah. went to mid-level and you're trying to build up. your bones. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that kind of puts you further behind. And especially if, if you don't accept a job that requires a degree, that's going to set you even further behind. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of that's what I ran into when I first got out of school, like going into enterprise. And don't get me wrong, that was you need a good program. No, you need a degree. Yeah, but it's an entry level position too. At the same time, I mean, wh- when I was starting at enterprise, I think it was um, maybe thirty six thousand starting uh, for that position, and it was a management training position. Now, of course, I, I was able to get in there and excel among the ranks and stuff like that, and get promoted pretty quickly in that in that position. But at the same time, it was just it was a gr- it was grunt work. You know, you had to grind it out and make it happen. And you move up in that chain pretty good. Once you start getting branch manager stuff, you're making money. But that's same time, that's not valued. I mean, you can even tell people how they talk about enterprise now, like on TV shows and podcasts and commercials. They, you know, shit on that job. And it's, it's you know, it's a good place to start. But I was still, you know, a couple of years behind of where I really needed to be, you know, just coming out of college, especially with a degree and student loan debt and stuff like that, that you have to worry about. I think uh, was now technology accelerates the industry so much that I don't know if the colleges are moving fast enough because technology just technology and money just makes things go so fast. Yeah. And so you have a situation to where you had an idea in high school what you wanted to study. And then from that time in high school to the time you graduate, the market is totally different. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be thinking 10 years ahead of what the market is going to be in 20. If you're in college right now, you need to think about what's going on in 2030. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the trends are gonna be? Yeah. And if it's not like like what Jeremy said, if it's not involving STEM, man, like I'm not because I, I understand, I understand that you may not be that type of thinker, but I I'm gonna push back against that. I'm a creative person, and if I creative went into STEM, I'll be killing. Yeah. Because people don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I exactly. love math. Well, so when I add my creativeness to that, to a lot of boring kind of like STEM stuff, you know, an engineer is a creator. They build stuff. Right, right. You know what I mean? So we have you to- You didn't know about that until- I didn't know, you know about that. I know about that until- know about that. And so we need to be present in those fields. And we're going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's a big part. I don't know why we're not in that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons, but yeah. So a ton of reasons, man. There is just the fact that we need to be more realistic. I think that we're not asking, you know what I'm saying, the next generation to write the right questions. Because I, w- I went back and forth with this a lot after you brought it up. Like, do we really need to go to college? And I was like, mm, yeah, I mean, you need the education. But outside of that, I mean, it really just depends on what you want to do. Like you said, Jeremy, mm-hmm. like it depends on what you want to do. Because good luck trying to go be a doctor without getting advanced education. Right. That shit just not going to happen. But if you want to be a welder, a carpenter, mm-hmm. you know, you go pick up a trade. So that's why um, I had a conversation this morning uh, with my wife and I told her, I was like, as soon as um, 
Uh, Chandler is of age where he starts to learn and understand he can start doing for himself. Like we're going to start teaching him how to pick up a trade, how to yeah. build things, how to do things for himself. And I think that's that's what we need to start learning to do. And when I said about asking the right questions, it's like um, we always go and like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, like, just ask like, what are you interested in? What do you like to do now? Hey, I can show you this. Would you be interested in that? That should be the thing that we should start doing because, like, like you said, college is not necessarily for everyone, but they do have a different array of majors yeah. you know, that you can choose from. So that's why I say it is for everybody because there's so many different things you can choose from. But some people just can't manage because they focus, you know, uh, having intellectual disabilities. Like you just, you just won't be able to make it in a college setting, man. Like. Yeah. No. Even like with a you know an advanced level degree, I even contemplated like going back and trying to get a master's, but I'm, at For this what? point, it's not worth it because I I would go spend all that money to come out and make the same money that I'm making right now. It's it credentials, bro. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So it's kind of like okay, now I'm really gonna have to like make sure that you know I'm trying to build a nest egg of security to uh, to ensure that you know I don't you know lose my position. But I think the the Biggest value that I got from college to be an advocate for was the connections that I made outside of just the schoolwork itself. You know, whether that be the BMU, BSA, um, Cap Alpha side, or just the, the social networking network that I have right now as a whole, that's been more beneficial than the actual process of going through the school. I think everybody feel like that. But is it now that times are changing a little bit, can you still get that same network outside of having to go to school because you can go to trade shows now you can go to you know mixers or happy hours yeah. or things you're you're big about going to um a manufacturer you can try to manufacture that i mean you're creating that space it's, I mean, it might not be the same exactly because you're not building those relationships that you want in school, i think you just have to approach it like with a very aggressive i mean we know people who didn't go to tech state but they in the circle of tech state like yeah. they did go to tech state so but I'd be like, damn, you didn't go to Texas State? I'm like, no, I was just in, I was just in San Marcos. How you never get these waters? That's, that's true, though. That work, I mean, and people don't know that. Like, why not, uh, you know, work in Austin and go to all the UT parties? Go, I mean, you can walk on on a campus and go to the meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially BMU and BSA. Yeah, anybody school, anybody can walk in there. I didn't have no classes with none of my friends. Yeah. None. Yeah. I think the only person I had class with was Chad. Yep. And we both online at that, that time. Was an <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah. So I think uh I think the big like you said, the questions we I have to shift the focus of the questions and be like, okay, instead of being like, what do you want to do? What is your curiosity? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Follow your are you following your curiosity or are you following your fear of doing what you just think, you know so what I'm saying? Make you, some yeah. money. you know what I'm saying? Somebody follow you. follow your curiosity and also get educated on the market. And the mark that's what's that's what'll keep you from doing some dumb shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Be like, okay, cool. This is what the projection. Hey, is your industry rising or falling? Right. You know what I'm saying? That will, I mean, because if you just show somebody like, okay, you know, print is going down. I want to be a journalist. Okay, cool. You can still be in journalism, but you got to shift it to this type of journalism. Yeah. You got to be a media journalist. You ain't going to just be yeah. writing new, in newspapers write like that. You can't write articles and stuff People don't like want to read. You might have to do a video podcast. Yeah. It's still journalism. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't know if the colleges are on the same wave as, 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 as life is. Right. <clears throat> so you're going to have to be in charge of that yourself. And that's kind of a lot for an eighteen-year-old to ask. Yeah. That's a lot. I see. I see the colleges moving to the to those platforms to try to like introduce <clears throat> more trade-based type of. That's you know, why programs. I love the, the in college of business. They was bringing people in. Yeah, yeah. And college yeah. people bringing in from the industry are knowledgeable on what's going on in the market. You can pitch to them and stuff like that too. Like yeah. I had classes where, especially my yeah. capstone classes and stuff. They like tell that. you what's 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 really going on because right. school is like a little bubble. And it's kind of, in a way, not exactly what's going on out there. So, yeah, it's crazy. But man. overall, I hope hope my baby go. I hope she go to HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be taking her to the classics. You know, I I missed the 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 state fair classic, uh, and I'm mad at my and I miss Howard. 
I've never went. I've always said I want to go. I want to do a documentary on HBCUs. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that somehow. So I just need somebody to fund it. Yeah, I'm the same too. I think I like in all in all, if you know, if I had to, I still want my boys to go to college. You want to be new? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. They can't come no with that. that. <laughs> they get they they get come they come with. They can't. Yeah. Hey, I my daughter and shit. My dog can do whatever she wants. But get the cut right, right now. No, come on with it. Get that bullshit out of my face. You know what's wild though? You talking about HBCUs? My dad didn't want me to go to HBCU. Of course, a lot of a lot of parents say that. Yeah, my, my grandpa, that. my grandpa, my grandma was all about it. They were trying to get me to go to HBCU, and my dad was like, "Nah, he ain't going to HBCU." Savage nigga dream. I couldn't understand why. But That's you gotta get uh, you gotta get some Uncle Ruckus. Uh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. But no, I mean they meant well, but you know, all the people, a lot of people who move and shaking right now, you talk about people we listen to every day, Shannon Sharp, Steve yeah. Smith, these boys, HBCUs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they proud too. And it made them who we are. And so I mean, well, we have to be, I mean even like they homecomings like be crazy lit. Yeah, but don't be trying to go to homecoming to be shitting on HBCUs though. Yeah, he's I'm <laughs> willing to go to one if I ever go back. I to never been I never been to HBCU homecoming. Let's go to homecoming next year. Let's do it. I mean it's like ours oh, is just bigger. Psych. More black people. Yeah. Our homecoming's pretty live. Yeah. Texas State Texas State got a good black community. Yeah. Better than you. I see now UT. Now it looks like ours. Better than now. Yeah. But a couple years ago, when we ever went down to UT for a, a homecoming. I'm talking about UTs for the probate. That's it. Now, now they shit just like that, but they don't have no game. So it's kind of like, you know. <laughs> well, y'all be shitting on these schools, but. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be killing me, man. You and Jeremy. Those guys. Amen. Steady doing it. <laughs> Keep it real. Hey, no, nah, my brothers, some of my brothers with UT, man, they, they you know, got busy. Especially the probates were pretty live. Nah, Especially after, after we crossed. Ooh, wee. Some good times there. My, my D, my D, my D knew to go hard, though. That's not true! <laughs> <laughs> but I now I'm the realist. Hey man, let's, let's get out of here. That's been, that's been yeah, another episode of the Why Not Us podcast, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. It's episode thirteen. Hey, appreciate y'all coming in. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all share this. Heck yeah. Hit that Appreciate like, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell every time a, a new video comes up, you'll get a notification on your phone. Unless you got a phone like my Uncle Jeremy over here. Hey man. Hey, Fort Worth police officer has been handcuffed, arrested, and charged with yeah, murder. Charged with murder. Whoa. Yeah, murder. And they ain't going to jail, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got man, hey, he's not a police officer anymore. He resigned. He's yeah. a civilian. Yeah, they was about to fire him, though. That's yeah. the only reason why he resigned. So they're going to they treat him different because he, he ain't no longer a cop. Oh, yeah. Right, what's on the wall? Where's been another episode, <laughs> man? We appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.